Forsworn. Welcome to Forsworn. Let's start the show. All right, so when we left off, we had Raven unfortunately suffer some altitude sickness thanks to uh, trying to fly up on a disc. You did recover, and you do have the option to stay in the medical office if you want to, Raven. It's up to you. If you do choose to spend the night, that's fine. If you choose, it's about 7.15, or you can go on on your way. You did roll high enough so that you would recover. Okay, I probably would leave then. Okay, sounds good. All right, so... As you exit the professional building, it's 7.15 at night. Everything, you feel good, everything's fine. But you do hear a lullaby coming from a distance. And as you and Phoenix Fist are making your way down the street, the sound of this lullaby seems to be getting a little bit louder. I'd like you both to roll a d20 for me. That's a killer roll, very well, good. And I think Phoenix Fist, when he has a chance, he can roll. And I'll end it right there. What's up? Just random? Yes. Okay, we'll uh, leave it at that. Jack Cisco. Yes. How are you? I am all right. Good, because you came to Calgary looking for work. Things weren't going so well for you. You're kind of uh, down and out on your luck looking for work. And you decided, ah, we're going to try things out in the industrial area and maybe put out some applications. It's 7.15 at night. But oddly enough, things are pretty busy in the evening. You see some people roaming around. And unfortunately, there's some people that look like they're kind of out of it. Uh, maybe it's the things going on in their lives. But they're just wandering around aimlessly. You also hear the sound of a strange little lullaby coming from this industrial area, which is kind of odd. It's not a place where you would hear something like that. I'd like you to roll a d20 for me. Sure. Perfect. And it appears that people are slowly streaming towards this area. Now, tell me a bit about your character. You're looking for work. It's late at night. You've come to the city. Are you decked out in any special gear? You're just driving your car. What would bring uh, you to this area? I, uh, yeah, I would be looking for work. I wouldn't be wearing anything in particular. I would probably uh, just be wearing normal everyday clothing. Excellent. You see people sort of converging on this location where you're at. The lullaby gets a little bit louder. And as it gets louder, you see more and more people coming. Some people are wandering aimlessly and they're starting to run into buildings and stuff. Like they're completely disconnected with reality. Am I hearing the lullaby coming from a specific place or is it just kind of everywhere all at once? Yeah, it started off quite softly, but it looks like it's coming from the building in front of you. A large sort of warehouse industrial structure. And people are going inside? Well, they're still converging towards that location. And they look kind of zombified? They do look kind of zombified at the moment. I'd like you to make a perception check. Just roll a d20 sure okay no that's good enough because you notice that uh, of all the people there happens to be one child in the middle of the street who seems to be standing out only because she's in tears she doesn't uh, understand why people are wandering off and why they're kind of ignoring her and she's certainly distraught is there anything you'd like to do sure i'll go up to her and i'll be like hey sweetie what's the matter you walk up to her and as you get to about 10 feet uh, within a earshot you can hear sort of growling sound but not from the child's perspective, but from somewhere beside the building in the more of the shadow area. All right, uh, I guess I'll look over and try to see if I can detect where it's coming from. Yeah, it sounds like it's coming from around the corner of the building, the industrial building, where you sort of see. And this child is still crying, and she kind of looks up at you and says, I can't find my brother and sister. My mommy and daddy wandered off. All right, so I'll... Uh move her move her out of the middle of the road to somewhere where she's not going to get hit by a car as soon as you get closer to the child and you start to try to move her you hear the growl intensify okay i guess uh so shit 
I'll kind of ask her if she can get out of the middle of the road and just kind of stand over in front of the building where everyone's going. No, I'm too scared! And then you hear a second growl join. Now you've got sort of, it sounds like two dog-like growls. And they're coming from the same place? Yes. And they're kind of, and you can see the kind of reflective eyes from the shadows and they're just as you stay close to this child the intensity of their growls continue okay i guess i'll just pick her up okay and go ahead and roll to pick her up okay just a d20 because she will resist she doesn't know you right she and she's right. distraught oh you totally fail so as you do that these two sort of dog-like creatures come shooting out and they bite they strike what would you like to do i would attempt to dodge you do get bonuses all right so that would be a total of 22 yeah and that's an easy dodge for you no problem and i'll show you what you see so what you're looking at is these sort of dog-like constructs almost like frankenstein-ish and they are relentless. They will keep hounding you and growling. And they don't bark, but they certainly have uh, an intensity about them. So go ahead and roll initiative. Okay. No, oh, you easily get initiative. What would you like to do? All right. So I uh, guess I will just punch one of them. Okay. Roll the hit. So that's a 20. Yeah, you strike, and these dogs won't dodge, so just go ahead and give me some damage on that. Now, Phoenix Fist, you rolled quite low. You're wandering off. Raven, you see Phoenix Fist sort of almost get caught up in this lullaby and starts to walk away from you and kind of aimlessly, like he's not paying attention to anything, but there's just something in the air that's driving him and it certainly seems to be the music that has him distracted. Is there anything you'd like to do, Raven? I'm gonna kind of, it's like, are you okay? Yeah, he completely ignores you and he just keeps wandering off. I'll walk right in front of him. All right, he just keeps going. Like he's completely distracted, just keeps walking. And you know, he kind of gently pushes by you. It's not an assertive thing, but He's certainly sort of taken in by this sound. I'll try to grab his arm, try to stop him. Okay, roll to grab him. It's a d20? Yes. Oh yeah, you certainly grab him. And you notice he's a well-built guy, lots of muscles. He's pushing through and he's almost dragging you along. Like he just completely has no concept that you're hanging on to him at this point. Yeah, go ahead. Do I feel like he could be in trouble? Like No, you do, not, not so much trouble, but he's certainly distracted. Like whatever is happening, he's following it. Like there's a scent or like the sound is certainly there. You can hear it. But for some reason, he's completely captivated by it. And he's just continuing to be drawn by it. I was going to follow him. Okay, so uh, the second dog attacks you, Jack Sisko. What would you like to do? I'll try to uh, try to parry it this time. Okay, rule. That would be a uh, 21. Yeah, the dog comes in, it latches on, tries to latch on with a snap. You easily smack it upside the head as it comes by. Go ahead and roll for damage for me. Seven. And the other dog comes in and tries to bite you, and it fails miserably. It's your rule. All right. uh, I guess I'll just uh, keep attacking these things, whatever they are. Okay, go ahead and roll. Oh, Oh, that's that's a big mess. Okay, so our dogs will go for you. That one misses. Second one. Oh, that's a solid bite, unless you choose to dodge a parry. You're going to parry. Oh. Nope. Nope. So I'll just roll for damage here. Now, as you're going through this combat, you see an unusually large, dark-skinned man coming through the crowd towards you as you're battling these dogs. And he seems to be followed by a quite attractive, dark-haired lady. And it's pretty dark out at this point. It's as they're passing through the 
the light. You do see this as you're in the middle of combat. And I'm just going to roll for damage. You're going you're to take four points of damage from the bite. Now it's latched on. It's not going to let go. So this will be continuous damage until you can break free. All right. It's your go. What would you like to do? I'm going to try to break free. Uh, okay. Is that a strength check? Or... It is. It is, yeah. My uh, strength, a... is, strength is 20. Yeah. So you, do you get a strength bonus as, as well? Well, like I said, my physical strength is 20. 20? Uh, yeah, it's plus five. Thanks, Thunder Monkey. So yeah, you easily break break free. You snap your arm back, and it leaves some marks as you do that. So you'll take an additional four points of damage. It's your go. What would you like to do? Do I notice if anyone um, seems to be controlling these things? Nothing apparent from this point. Roll a d20 for me. Okay, yeah, you don't notice anything. Uh, Raven, you see the combat of the two dogs attacking uh, this one guy in the streets. There's a child crying her eyes out, completely petrified, and Phoenix Fist is just wandering along. He's uh, just captivated by the sound. I'll get you to roll a d20 for me, Raven. This will be a perception check. Five. Okay, you don't really notice anything either, other than the people are streaming towards this one large industrial building, and you do see the fight because the dogs are growling. It's kind of hard to ignore that. Is there anything you'd like to do? How many dogs is there? There's two of them, and there's fleshless, hairless, you just see raw muscle. Okay, I'm gonna release my hair, and I'm gonna try... I'm gonna try to slap Phoenix Fist and it's like, snap out of it. <laughs> okay, roll the hit. Oh, yeah. Oh. You, you hit him pretty good. How hard do you hit him? <laughs> Well, because that's a nat twenty, so yeah, I know. I, I'll I'll let you decide because you you know that's a natural twenty lets you sort of do whatever you want. I mean, I was just uh, like I wasn't Full trying strength. to knock. Full strength. Full strength. No, uh, yeah. enough just to get his attention, just to. Okay, so I mean, you smack him pretty good, and he is just still captivated. As a matter of fact, he just wanders into the grounds of this warehouse, and he's heading towards one of the bay doors in the building. He's just you know you hit him pretty darn hard but it didn't really phase him. Okay, then I'm just going to try and grab his ankle with my hair and uh, okay. go help the uh, guy with the dogs and the kid. <laughs> okay, roll to <laughs> grapple Phoenix Fist. See if you can grab him and then you could still strike uh, the... Tri- Your hair is really long, so... Yes. Is that, like, to hit? Yes. Okay. Yeah, a solid grapple on uh, Phoenix Fist. He's uh, slowed down a little bit. If you'd like, you can go ahead and engage one of the dogs. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you easily entangle one of the dogs just in mid-flight attacking... Jack Cisco. Jack, you see this lady grabbing one guy by the ankles, grabbing this dog in mid-flight. What would you like to do with your turn? I'm gonna shout, thanks lady, and then I'm gonna attack the dog that she's not holding on to. Okay, go ahead and roll. Do, do, do. That's a solid hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. That's a eight. Okay, so the dog, of course, is gonna retaliate. It's just uh, in its nature. Seven, it just uh, gets a little nip on you. Uh, can I roll to dodge? You may. Do, do. Ooh, <laughs> nope. You're gonna take the, the full damage here. I'm gonna just roll that. Four points of damage not too okay. bad all things considered now raven you're starting to get dragged along phoenix fist just you've slowed him down but uh your head is kind of getting snapped with every <laughs> step he's a big strong man and um, uh yeah i'm actually gonna try give it a good yank and try lift him okay. off the ground <laughs> <laughs> so you should have hit me full strength. Yeah, I should have, yes. <laughs> so that's just a strength check. Go ahead and roll. And... Okay. And with my hair? Okay, yeah. Another nat 20. <laughs> you <laughs> yank him clean off his feet. He thumps. It shakes him. He is jarred pretty hard. But I'm lifting him in the air like I'm holding him up in the air. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, as he kind of swings, he bounces uh, off the ground a little bit. And okay. uh, it's enough to, to shake him. So he's kind of, you know, blood rushing to his head. He's what's going on kind of thing. Phoenix 
Phoenix Fist, you recover, get your wits about you, and you find yourself hanging upside down. What would you like to do? I look around and see what the hell's going on. Yeah, it's uh, Raven. She's got you upside down with her hair, and she's holding on to a very raw-skinned dog that's filled with stitches, and you see another man trying to fight off uh, another dog who's attacking him, and with that said, I will roll, and I got an 18 for a hit. Jack, what would you like to do? I'm gonna try to dodge oh, and fail miserably at it. No, yeah, this is not working out for you here. You're gonna take a seven points of damage. So, Raven, you have uh, Phoenix Fist kind of moving around, so he's clearly trying to take in the scene. What would you like to do, Raven? The dog, is there a building close by? There is, yeah. It, the closest building had the bay door open. Phoenix Fist was heading towards the bay door, as well as the crowd that's slowly moving in there. As people right. are going into this building, they're fading into the darkness beyond. First, what would you like to do? I'm gonna try throw the dog into a wall. Okay, go ahead and toss a simple strength check. Yeah, easily. You kind of heave him over. How strong? Go ahead and roll for damage. So do I use my hair damage? Yes. So it's... uh. Yeah, that's solid damage. That's okay. Ty, do I get bonuses on that? You yes, do. Physical strength. What do I... Plus five. Sorry, no. Plus 11. Plus 11 to that. <laughs> 17. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this thing lets out a, a yelp. You smashed it pretty solid. It's obviously slightly stunned. Just gonna check to see if any other effect takes... No, okay. So he's okay, but he's growling, not impressed. Jack Sisko, it's your go. Uh, go ahead. You're still in mid-combat, so... Um, alright. I think I'm going to use one of my powers. Go for it. And I'm gonna explosive punch it. Okay, go ahead and roll. Gotta hit. Yeah, gotta hit first. And miss. Well, uh, fives have barely hit. You just clip it. So go ahead and roll for damage because the dog is set on attacking you. It's not going to die. No. And that's a tremendous amount of damage uh, and it tears right through the animal. It has stitched body parts and all the stitching gives way. Arms, dog legs, tail goes flying one way, torso the other. It just splits apart. Your explosive attack just disintegrated all the stitching. Uh, Phoenix Fist, you are upside down. You take this all in. You just saw a dog literally explode. What would you like to do? I look at Raven and say, I'm fine, let me go. Help him down. Okay, so and she I puts you down. Near a dog. All right, roll to hit. Now, interestingly enough, this thing's just been snarling by the wall after Raven gave him a good toss, so it's not going to resist. It's kind of focused on Raven at this point. That's a solid hit. Go ahead, roll for damage. I'm just punching, so... Go ahead, roll for damage. Because it's distracted anyways, it's focused on Raven, so... Oh! All right, and you strike and this thing tears apart. Your fist just smashes into it. The stitching disintegrates with that impact, and Literally, it just falls apart. Now, you're standing right by the bay door. There's no other apparent threat. The child is still weeping, and now she's moved off the street and onto the sidewalk. What would you guys like to do? We'll start with Jack Sisko, since you were the one attacked. Thanks for the assist, guys. Uh, appreciate it. No problem. No worries. My name's uh, Jack. Do you guys have any idea what's uh, going on right now? Everyone's kind of weird. Yeah, there's some alien action going on. Oh, that's fun. Indeed. Looks Looks like where they're all... Sorry? I was gonna say, where were you headed? I was just uh, looking for a job. And then suddenly everybody started acting weird, and I was trying to figure out what was going on when I got attacked by those things. Well, sounds like you found your actual calling. And I look at Raven. When I was out of it, which way was I walking? Toward that building. Well, Phoenix Fist is going to hit, and then I walk that way. Hold on. I'll try to throw my drone, put my drone in there and see if we can see something in there first. Phoenix Fist likes that idea. Yeah. I'm putting, trying to get my hair back in order <laughs> <laughs> as I'm talking. Okay. So it's a simple enough thing to do. You throw your drone if you 
will want to roll to get it through the bay door. You definitely get a bonus. It's a big wide opening, so you can go right ahead and do that. The d20? Yes. Yeah, that's easily. You get it through the north door, and what you see is a mudroom, and the drone keeps rolling, and it heads straight through another door, which opens up to a dry lab. So it, based on the orientation of, of the map, you're on the north side. You threw it through the double bay doors, comes right it's, down. Yep. It's a flying one, and it's like small. Okay. Inconspicuous somewhere. Okay. So it went, it goes flying through there pretty quickly. You see, there's about 80 people laying on the ground as it passes that mudroom and it just keeps going through. In the shadows, you can sort of see something going on there. And as it continues south to the, the lab, you see a dry lab. Everything that's listed there, you can see the eyewash emergency shower station, fume, dirty hood, acid storage bins. You see all of that. Okay. I will relate that to the guys. Okay. What do we see? Acid wash, what? Uh, there's an eyewash emergency shower station and they, they see the mud room as well uh, from the drone and then the very first thing you see entering those two double doors is the mud room and people laying on the floor yeah about 80 people wow. oh let's go check it out yeah i'll get my drone back and tuck it away all right i guess i have to ask jack will you be following these two yes i'm a little bit curious to see why i was randomly attacked in the street okay so you enter the mud room and what you see more specifically now that you're inside the drone only picked up so much because when you threw it raven it went flying you're super strong so it didn't really stop and just kept going right through to the dry lab entering the mud room you see 80 people laying on the ground in this room it's quite open uh it's basically like a kind of a locker area people hang their jackets and their boots there but everyone's on the floor fully clothed other than that uh you hear the music intensify because you guys have made your rolls i'm just gonna get phoenix fist to roll for me he's the only one that failed a d20 or uh, it's going to see if you are susceptible to the lullaby again. Aha. Should I add my mental endurance? You, you may this time because you're ready for it. The target is 12 and you barely made it, but you made it. And because you made it, uh, you notice that within the shadows of the area, there is some sort of metallic object, sort of the easiest way to describe it. It's like an octopus of sorts and it has a metallic and you can just see it slowly hovering and moving its tentacle like limbs and your best guess is that's where the harmonics is coming from creating this lullaby as you look around i would say far southeast side there's a large sort of plexiglass cage of sort sitting there it's dimly lit it looks like something is inside it as well as several other crates along that south wall the ceiling is about 10 feet high and this one large plexi crate seems to be about nine and a half feet tall and it appears to have something else moving inside it you could just barely see the silhouette of this thing whatever it is seems to be somewhat in a sitting position not really moving so you've got these two anomalies happening and 80 people laying on the floor what would you like to do jack there's a robot on the floor making this lullaby 80 people lying on the floor unresponsive and a large plexiglass case with something in it right in the, to the southwest of the room all righty does it look like there's anyone else moving around do the pe do the people look conscious if they're conscious, it's too hard to tell. Their eyes are flickering at the moment, and the undulating mechanical limbs are uh, related to this hovering sort of metallic robot. Alrighty. So I guess I'll consult. Are we stealthing? Are we being quiet? Or did we just well, walk into the room? I'm going to attack that octopus immediately. Okay. And I'll follow his lead. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we'll have initiative being Phoenix Fist. We'll have 
have you, Jack, as number two, and Raven will be number three. Go ahead, Phoenix yeah. Fist. I'm going to draw my energy sword and attack. Yeah, go ahead and roll for a hit. Ooh, okay. So 18 is a solid roll with uh, your bonus is 29. That's a solid hit. Go ahead and roll for damage for me. Because this thing is more focused on undulating and keeping this music going. Oof, yeah, it's a solid hit for sure. Now, you stab into it. It kind of disrupts the sound, creates kind of a, a shrillish response. Thunder Monkey, you hear this. So does the shrill sound kind of wake me out of any lullaby that I might have been a part of? Yes. You definitely are no longer affected by it. Okay, so I'm going to take a look at my surroundings. Okay, so what you see is white walls, gently glowing, and several bananas in the room you're in. <sighs> and you hear a loud crash and shrill. <sighs> What, what going on? What those banana mush brains do to me? And uh, I've never been in this box before that I know of, so I'm actually going to start kind of preparing to smash or push or force my way out of this thing. Okay, sounds good. We'll go over to Jack. So I watched Phoenix Fixed cut a chunk out of this thing with a laser sword. Yes. So I'm going to run up and I'm going to explosion punch it in the whatever amounts to its face. Okay, so as you're running, I'm going to get you to make a physical prowess check to see if you can dodge the body's laying on the ground so you can get over there okay my unfortunately the character sheet i'm using doesn't have spaces for all the pluses so my physical prowess is a 26 i'm not sure what the bonus for that is plus six all right so that would be a 25 oh yeah you easily dodge the bodies go ahead and roll for a hit that's 15. solid yeah that's a solid hit uh roll for damage 17 okay then, yeah that's pretty darn good damage and <laughs> the, the description of the power says it's knocks the cre uh, the target off their feet and 1d4 four meters away. Yeah, and basically the only place it has to go is up against the wall. So when you hit it, it bounces off the wall. At this point, Thunder Monkey, you hear this big boom. Go ahead and roll to start pushing. All right. So just a basic strike roll? Yes. Done and done. And because it's not a moving wall, you obviously can just get it go up against it. You just start pushing on it and you hear it flex. Now, Raven, you see this commotion happening on one side and then you see this figure moving in the glass sort of plexi wall uh, quite large, over eight feet, start pushing against the wall. This plastic looking plexi, it starts to flex and it starts to bend by the force of this. What would you like to do, Raven? Is it like see-through or is it? It's translucent. So so what you see is this giant figure pushing. You can't really tell what it is, but you can certainly see the silhouette or a shadow. It's clearly reacting to the, the fight that's happening with the robot. So whether it's agitated by the robot being attacked or it's, you know, a, a reaction, you don't know. But it's not human. It's large and it's looking pretty sinister at this point. I'm going to just kind of prep my hair to kind of stop whatever comes through. Okay, Phoenix Fist, you cut a chunk out of this guy. Make a perception check for me. Just a simple D20. Is it uh, my turn yet or no? It is. I attack again. All right. Yeah. That's a solid hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. Oh, huge. Jack Sisko, I'll get you to make a perception check before you do any action. Go ahead and roll a d20, Jack. Ready? Let me roll a perception. Yes, please. That intelligence or wisdom bonus? It's a intelligence. Okay, so as you made your attack in Fist, you do notice that the crowd has suddenly started to stand up around you and Jack Sisko. You also notice that the large white cage or box to the southwest has started to flex and move. And you see also see a shadowy silhouette that seems to be heaving and pushing on it. 
So the bystanders that were laying down are no longer laying down. Jack Cisco, you don't notice any of this as you are focused squarely on your adversary. Go ahead and roll. Oh, that's solid. What would you like to do, Jack? Is that just a hit against the robot? Or yeah. Okay, that's solid. Go ahead and roll for damage. Oof. Yeah, that's good. Okay, Raven, you see the box still flexing and heaving. You see people starting to stand up, surrounding Jack and Phoenix Fist and the robot. What would you like to do? I'm gonna try get the people to get moving out of the building. Okay, how would you like to? Well, you guys uh, start heading out. Like, just try and tell them to go. Hey, follow Maybe me. Prod them on with my hair a bit. <laughs> okay, roll. <laughs> for the people you're going to try to use your hair, go ahead and roll the hit. And while you're doing that, I'm going to actually make a roll as well. Yeah, they resist you. So even though you've grappled a few, they're starting to push back. They're clearly human. They're not strong enough to really resist you. But Thunder Monkey, you hear this happening. You hear this huge battle happening on the other side. What would you like to do at this point? I'm actually going to start full on punching the uh the cage like i want to try and use every ounce of his strength to, to kind of bust this cage from the inside so if it's just big enough to kind of fit my arms on either side kind of pushing like samson on pillars or whatever kind of thing just bust this thing wide open okay roll and use my strength bonuses yes the target's gonna be 13. Oh, you brace yourself you grab onto the, the plexi and you just heave and you obviously phoenix fist jack cisco raven you hear a large crack and all you see is these two massive hands smash through and a large well describe yourself thunder monkey he is silver or like what is it black base with a silver blue patch of hair on his on his lower back his face is a little bit lighter of a gray with a, a bit of a blue hint to it his eyes are like laser blue the palms of his hands are kind of a, a grayish blue and all the rest of his fur is jet black and he is about give or take eight nine feet tall from what you can tell he's got to be about a thousand pounds maybe a little bit more and he is basically twice the size of any gorilla you've ever seen in a zoo height wise twice as wide twice as thick just massive and he looks as though he is very disoriented at the moment so i would bust through this thing smash it open and i'd be taking a look around it to survey my area just to see because i've never been in a cage or anything like this before and he's looking around pretty wild-eyed at the moment like almost ferocious alpha wild-eyed phoenix fist it's your goal right on looks like he's on our side <laughs> Hoping at least. Oh, is it my turn? So you see this explosion happening. It is your turn. How would you like to react at this point? You got the robot on one side that you're smashing away. You've got people standing up around you, and you just saw a plexi cage just explode. I keep attacking the robot. All right, that's a solid hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. That's a solid chunk of damage. Now, as you swing and you lodge your sword into the torso of this robotic thing, people are starting to grab onto you now and, and try to slow you down. They are almost desperately trying to defend the robot. Jack Cisco. it's your action. You see this happening. What would you like to do? People are starting to grab onto Phoenix Fist, slow him down. And they're acting to defend the robot? They sure are. And uh, just for giggles, I'll post what the robot looks like, just in case you guys are curious. It's just a big metallic octopus looking thing. Oh, that's nasty looking. Does it look to be significantly damaged? Like, have we really affected it at all? Uh, oh yeah, you've done a considerable amount of damage. All things considered, you're starting to see the innards of this metal shell peeled away so you can see some wiring and whatnot. Okay, I am going to activate my disintegration power, which I have to roll 
to strike to hit with. That is a hit. Okay, so that's 1d4. So that would be 30 points of damage. Yeah, and it just peels away a large chunk of the main porcel shell. And it takes us to Raven. You see this happening. People are standing up resisting you. You see about 10 people start walking towards you, Raven, as if they want to protect this thing and try to push you away. What would you like to do? How big is that robot? It's about the main bulbous part of it is about five feet tall. Its tentacles, by your best guess, is about another eight to feet or so. So total length would be about 10 feet, but it's hovering and it's trying to undulate. You know, I'm going to try to grab it with my hair and smash it onto the ground. Okay, roll the ground. Oh, you're rolling amazing. So you've got a 19. <laughs> your, your hair wheezes between the legs of all these people and through their bodies. You grapple onto this giant octopus thing. The tentacles start flailing, trying to bat you away. You grab it. Go ahead, roll for damage. Oof. Yeah, so you yank it right out of the corner. You smash it in the wall. Now it's by the door. It's out of range from the other two people. 13 damage is just enough to pull it because it was hovering. Uh, it kind of bounces as it hits the ground. It's flailing like crazy. Thunder Monkey, you see this happening. You see, Between you and you see this lady and the, these two individuals were fighting. There's about 80 people between you and the robot and these other people. What would you like to do, Thunder Monkey? You know what? Thunder Monkey is going to posture at the moment. Okay. So he is going to, you know, both fists against his chest, pounding, smashing, hitting walls, whatever he can to just try and basically make everyone pay attention and just legitimately drop whatever they're doing. Um, uh, especially because I've seen how squishy these things are during some of the lab tests and during reflexive things, and they shouldn't be around if spur is going to fly, pardon the term. Okay, so you guys hear this big thumping of a gorilla pounding on his chest. It's massive. You can't miss it. Phoenix Fist, what would you like to do? Between you and the robot is a crowd of about 70 people. 10 people are converging on Raven, trying to block her. You have this giant, massive gorilla posturing. There's 70 people in between me and the robot that I'm currently attacking. Yeah, because uh, what happened was Raven used her hair to yank him out and smash him against the ground. Mm, well, that wasn't a good I was just going to lift him up and smash him down. I wasn't going to throw him oh, or throw it. Okay, then he's not that far from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> Sorry. I attack again. Okay. Roll the hit. Oh, it's a solid hit. Jeez. Now, this thing is completely caught off guard at this point. You guys came in with a fury of uh, attacks, so uh, that's why it hasn't really reacted. It just took a, a quite an early aggressive beating from you guys. Jack Sisko, you're next. All right. I think part of me wants to address the giant gorilla in the room. Okay. And since Phoenix Fist and Raven seem to both have that handled, I'm going to start heading in that direction just to kind of cautiously see if this thing's going to attack or not. Okay, I'm going to get you to roll a d20 for me. Sure, do I add anything to that? It's a, a, just a perception check. Okay. Okay, so you do notice the cage that was shattered and splintered all over the place. You know two things off the bat because of your expertise. One, it was bulletproof and this beast just smashed through it. And two, you see a logo that says Nova. Oh, well then that I would be very interested to go address the gorilla in the room. Yeah, so the rest of the logo was destroyed, but uh, it does say Nova and it does look like the that you have seen in the past. Yeah, I'm going to start heading over there. Okay. This beast, for lack of a better word, giant gorilla, is certainly staring you down and you're making your way through the crowd. That takes us to Raven. You see Jack Sisko approaching the creature. You now have 10 people on top of you, pretty much, and they all grab you. What would you like to do? I believe I can use my hair for one action and do something myself 
with another, correct? Yeah. So I'm going to fight the people off at the same time as lifting that thing off the ground and smashing it down again. Okay. Because you rolled so good last time, I'll let you roll once and for both of those things at the same time. Okay. So you're able to withhold them back in there. You are able to grab it and toss it down. Go ahead and roll for damage. Oh, that's a tremendous amount of damage again. Holy cow. It's funny. You're, I've never seen anybody roll that consistently that well. That's crazy. I normally <laughs> roll consistently the other way. <laughs> Thunder Monkey, it's your go. You've got one human in particular who's approaching you. What would you like to do? I'm going to assess how he is approaching. Is he approaching like confidence and kind of anything like that? Or is he approaching kind of cautiously, humbly, looking for any sort of challenge, any sort of bravado, anything like that in his nature? Jack Cisco, how are you approaching the gorilla? As an ex-military who has very strong feelings towards the organization whose logo was on the box, I would probably be kind of not blatantly aggressive, but somewhat definitely I would not be submissive in any way. I would definitely be ready to take care of business. Okay, so you're, you're kind of prowling in like you're ready to battle, but you're not backing down kind of thing? You're, you're yeah. sort of eyeing him up and squaring up with him? Yeah, I'm not actively looking to attack him at this exact moment, but I'm definitely ready to defend myself. Alright, Thunder Monkey, that's what he's doing. How does your character react? Alright, essentially in the wild, as seeing any form of this as a, how do you put it, as a near aggressive or assertive manner, Thunder Monkey is basically going to charge at you and stop just in front of you, just kind of, again, posturing, highly aggressive, highly volatile, and he is going to see how you react to that. So I'm basically going to see how you're reacting to his immediate aggressive posturing kind of thing, like he's, he's attempting to assert for a form of dominance. Now keep in mind, Jack, you've got a crowd of about 70 people behind you as well. So when the gorilla charges, what's your action? I would basically kind of take a step back and I would activate my energy aura, which is sort of a burny force field that surrounds me and just kind of stand firm. So you say you take a step back? Yeah. Okay, so the moment, the moment Thunder Monkey or Araman or whatever we want to call him, the moment Thunder Monkey sees him step back, he sees that as a somewhat form of submission. So he kind of accepts that and he would stop then right then and there and he would basically stare at him just to stare him right down. I have a question. Go ahead. Would I be able to recognize knowing that Nova has this tendency to make things weird? Would I recognize this as an intelligent being or does he just straight look like an animal and like he wouldn't even be able to converse with me? So at this point, you an animal after it's been caged generally wouldn't try to escape. It would know by now this creature did escape and it challenged its surroundings so uh, you know that it has some amount of intelligence just based on its ability to break a cage you which... can probably tell from the gleam in his eye though as well he is he does seem to be extremely intelligent like iq 18 kind of intelligent so there is definitely you can definitely see a glint a glint of knowledge or or brains behind those those eyes all right so i'll just be i'll just straight out ask like beast can you speak of course i can speak <laughs> And he, he kind of snort. That's uh, the awful. only question is, do you have any intelligent thing to reply or any intelligent thing for me to hear? I don't wish to fight you. We are simply trying to figure out what's going on here. <sighs> As am I. Where is this place? This is not STEM Labs? No, it's a warehouse. 
as you can see, a bunch of people were drawn here. They seem to be mind-controlled. Take a look at the people. Are they still being mind-controlled? Yeah, you hear the shrilling of the squirming tentacles of the, the beast. They appear to be protecting the, the robot as best as they can. They're trying to get, to get in between Phoenix Fist and Raven. They certainly have Raven sort of pinned down and distracted. That's what you see in the chaos behind Jack Sisko. Okay, so they have Raven pinned down. How about uh, Phoenix Fist? Phoenix Fist, they're just surrounding him and holding on to his arms, but he's just so strong, he's just shaking them off with the strikes. Uh, would I be able to figure out that it was the device that was... Because I would assume that that's how they quote-unquote kind of drug me would i be able to assume that it's the device that uh, is causing this i would say yes you're you're smart enough to, to figure that out okay so yeah so i would say that's probably long enough for a conversation if you want to go back to the other two and then we'll uh, we'll come we can come back to this in a second sure yeah absolutely so phoenix fist it's your turn you've got people trying to ha grab onto you slow you down and they do latch on what would you like to do uh do i have any of my appendages free yeah they're just holding onto your arms and legs right now they're just trying to slow you down so you've got Got your sword arm is three. I'll attack with that. Okay, roll the hit, and we'll give you a minus three because people are in the way. You're obviously probably not going to try to hit them unless you are. Yeah, so that's a solid hit. Uh, you crack the the uh, robot. At this point, it's going to try to dodge because it's taking quite a beating from you, and it doesn't want to get hit anymore. And your 18 beats me, so I take the hit. I fail to dodge, and I take a whole boatload of damage yet again. That takes us to Jack. You hear the the smash again. You've got the gorilla in front of you. Well, since he no longer seems interested in tearing my arms off, I'm going to turn and I'm going to fire another disintegration beam at the robot. Okay, roll a hit. So you got to charge to the crowd. First, make a physical prowess well, check. Well, it's a ranged attack. Oh, okay, gotcha. And I, I missed terribly. Yeah, you missed terribly, but not a crit, so that's not too bad. Takes us to Raven. The crowd is grabbing onto you. I'm just going to make a quick roll to see if they can actually get by your defenses. I rolled a 10, so whatever it is you do, you just have to beat that because your hair can kind of do its thing. Yeah, okay. I'll do, yeah, basically the same thing as before. Oh, another massive roll. 16. I, I don't think you've rolled less than a 16 tonight, so <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and roll for damage. You can grab the robot, smash him again, and keep the people at bay. That's solid. That takes us to uh, Thunder Monkey. You're still seeing all this? You see Jack uh, turn around and completely ignore you? How close am I to the tentacly robot? The robot is in the northeast corner at this point, trying to desperately to get away and there's a crowd of about 70 people between you and it okay you know what he is going to uh, I hate to say this he's <laughs> apathetic towards people to the most for the most part um <laughs> If this is what if this is what they use to to mind numb him, he is going to destroy this thing. Okay, fair enough. So I am gonna jump. I mean, he's got ridiculous superhuman strength. Can he jump and do like a Superman punch? I would say yes. And at the same time, everyone's gonna get a bit of a laser light show because I want to combine in with that my electric punch. Or like okay. I want to make an electric punch on it. So let's see how the dice go and let's see if this fails or does not. Oh, oh very close very close Dang. so oh. uh you don't hit the robot you go flying across the room you hit the wall and uh it explodes yeah i mean you basically rock the entire building so and the uh building takes 78 points of damage yeah <laughs> yeah so you barely go you know you almost hit phoenix fist as you go flying across you smash the wall you miss the robot phoenix fist your go yes <laughs> you just see this explosion a giant gorilla hit the wall barely 
really missing you and the robot. So as as he's flying through the air, you guys can see that patch of silver blue hair on his back. It actually, it's changing shape and pattern. It's almost like it's, pardon the term, but a tramp stamp, but it's not. It's electricity that's flowing across his back. And as he punches, you can see the electricity spark from his lower back onto his right arm as he punches that thing home. And it's, uh, that's the light show he hit with electricity and punch. Ooh. Might have to reassess how dangerous this thing is. Phoenix Smith likes this guy. People are still grasping onto you and trying to hold you back to stop you from swinging at the, the robot. I'm going to, I'm going to use, hmm, well, as long as my arm is still free, I'm just going to keep attacking. Okay, roll the hit. 14. Now this creature is desperate. It dodges out of the way. It shoves itself with all of its remaining strength and limbs out. And as soon as it pushes itself out of the way and through the door, the people milling about and trying to stop you slowly start to let go. It manages to easily dodge. Now that still remains, leaves us with uh, Jack Sisko. You see this happen. You can take an action as well as Raven and Thunder Monkey as it's in the doorway just for it to escape. I'm going to try to shoot it with another laser. And I'm going to try to grab it with one of my hair. Okay. So Jack, go first. It's a six. Yeah. 18 is still high enough to dodge that. So you take a blast. It won't uh, affect it. Raven, go ahead. Roll your grasping D20. This Raven again. <laughs> and I'm going to yank him right back into uh, <laughs> yeah, my yeah. ass. Yeah, so it's by the door and you hold on for dear life. Yeah, you definitely, well, because of the crowd, I think it just makes sense for the situation that you hold it at the doorway at this point, but it's not getting away from you. You've latched on pretty good. Thunder Monkey, actually, Raven, you're super strong with your hair as well. Go ahead and roll for damage. Just your strength alone, just holding on to it, you get the, the basic damage roll. Oof. <laughs> Thunder Monkey, you see this happening. This thing's squirming away, trying to get away. People are starting to snap out of there. Thunder Monkey's going to play T-ball with this thing. Okay, with another cool. one of those electro punches. Okay. Oof. So, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to dodge. I'm held at this point, so I don't get my dodge that I had previously rolled for this round. You do connect. That's, a, oh, my goodness. Okay, 67. So you basically punch right through its, its shell at this point. It's squirming away. It's flickering lights where its eyes should be uh, are definitely a sign that this thing is it's on its last sort of life at this point takes us back to phoenix fist it's your go if you want to make an action he's by the bay door trying to get away well if the people are letting me i'm gonna shake them off and leap over everyone and attack them okay yeah go for it that's a solid hit now i'm gonna try to dodge this because you're a threat yeah no it's not gonna be enough uh well maybe i got a bonus here plus two i forgot to add oh, no, so. you, you dodged it yeah so yeah he dodges it uh 18 19 that's what you but Raven still has her killer rule, I think, of 21, as if she had to hold him. Yeah. So he's still held. Takes us to Jack. What would you like to do? I guess uh, one more laser blast. All right, go for it. Just going to keep trying until I hit it. So, yeah, no. I had an 18 for a dodge for this round. So your blast goes whizzing right by. Raven, you still have a good hold of him. On him. I'll just continue holding on to him, but just kind of do the same thing. Lift him up and smash him onto the ground. Okay, roll for damage. Oof. Yeah, you guys are definitely wrecking this guy. Thunder Monkey, your go. Okay. You know what? Now, just out of out of sheer brutality, Thunder Monkey is going to do a, I'm going to call it a strong, a fierce punch or whatever. Sure. Uh, basically, I'm going to lift up both hands like a gorilla when he's about to smash the ground, and he's going to try and do a power punch. Okay. And let's see if this this that will That will double the damage. That's a hit. He's held, so that's a hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. So, I'm not putting electricity in this one because I don't want to burn all of my attacks, but that ought to do pretty dang good. Yeah, it's 
fists. We'll double it because it's two fisted going in, and he's he's toast. You start ripping it into its shell. It's flying everywhere. Parts. Uh, you see sparks flying. Now you guys can't tell if it's coming from Thunder Monkey or if it's coming from the robots. But either way, metal's going all over the place. It's the encounter's over. Uh, <laughs> you decimated this thing. You guys smashed it. What would you guys like to do? We'll start with Phoenix Fist. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, he's pretty much dead. There's nothing left. The gorilla's tearing into it at this point, and it's over. And wasn't there another robot or something? Nope. The other thing in the room was the gorilla who was in the silhouetted uh, sort of cage that he smashed. Oh. Well, Phoenix Fist will see the suit and kind of looks around and says, um, well, looks like we have an interesting team here. And he kind of looks at the uh, people who were entranced and says, uh, do any of you realize how long you've been here? Yeah. A couple of people put up their hands, just the randoms in the room before anybody else can answer. And they'll say, oh, last I remember, I was having dinner at a restaurant. Another person says, oh, I was walking down the street on my way home from work. And you're just getting these random responses. Okay. Well, I think it's okay for everyone to go home now. And they start kind of milling about. Most of the people in the room are just, as they start to exit, though, you do see that it's, you guys were blasting. And, you know, through the, the combat area, it looks pretty worse for wear. They're more so in the area by the bay door where the Thunder Monkey was tearing the metal shards out of this thing and pounding it. They were flying into the walls everywhere. Luckily, no one was hurt. So at this point, you guys are in the lab. Jaxis, uh, I have to ask, you notice the logo. Is there anything else you'd like to do in this lab? Yeah. Is there anything else bearing the Nova logo floating around? Yeah. If you're making a perception check for me, we'll see what you notice. Now I roll good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So making your way through out of the mudroom area, you get into the dry lab area. You do uh, on the wall, you, you do see Nova Labs icons on several pieces of equipment there as well. Um, is it on the robot? Is it? No, it's not on the robot at all. Okay. But so, if you're if you're looking at the robot, it looks completely alien. You've never seen anything like this on Earth at all. Even the technology and the wires, as you're kind of looking at it, completely alien construction. So this is clearly a Nova warehouse. This is clearly a Nova warehouse. It's, uh, at the very least, either this company supplied or bought the, the remaining supplies from the Nova Corporation, or this is Nova trying to get started up again. Huh. All right. So... I guess I'll approach Thunder Monkey. Sure. So uh, make a perception check for me. Uh, nope. Nope. And uh, you don't notice Thunder Monkey at all. He, he seems to be missing. Oh, well, that's that's unfortunate. Uh, well, I guess uh, that's pretty much it. I'll just kind of keep looking around to see what I can see. Probably around 7.45, close to 8 o'clock in the game time. So looking around, you see everything within the, the lab that's listed there. Uh, if within the building, you see the mudroom storage to the east. You see the dry lab. You see the chest freezer the coolers if you look inside those you would see that there's genetic material in there frozen that is probably going to be used for the next day there's a fume hood for when they do heat exp experiments and whatnot and acid storage bins uh unisex bathroom you you can see all of that stuff mechanical room electrical room wet lab all right Th it looks familiar to you you've been exposed to this within your past so, so just standard stuff that i that you know mad scientists use to make monsters pretty much okay cool raven is there anything else you'd like to do she's gonna go and see check out that robot whatever's left of it yeah all you see is the tentacles left and i'll get you to roll up you've created robots obviously you have your own drone so you're a little more familiar with this make an iq test for me just roll yeah you succeed you know it's alien but the interesting thing about the limbs of on the tentacles the closest thing you can uh relate to is that it looks like a music box so the old music boxes with the, the spindles that have the little ridges that uh, sort of cling and clang as they spin against the the metal 
metal tines. Yeah. Uh, that's how the music is being produced. It's pretty interesting stuff, actually, because each segment of the tentacle looks like that and seems to be able to have the ability to produce different types of music based on which tines are being struck. Uh, it goes up into the remaining torso of wires, so it's purely electrical. That doesn't seem to be, you know, gas-powered or anything like that. You know this is alien technology. Really cool. Can I... Is there any way to take some of those, um, like, from the tentacles? Absolutely, yeah. It's in pieces, so basically you'd, you know, you'd pick them up and it would stretch apart because there's no longer the solid fittings. Thunder Monkey did a number on it, but uh, yeah, you'd be able to pick each tentacle ring up, which would have those tines on it and the, the nubs for the music. Okay, I'm going to take them to kind of uh, study them later. Cool, yeah, done and done. And that takes us to, well, it'll be Thunder Monkey. You're, you're next. You've done your thing. Is there anything specific you'd like to do? I'm looking around. I'm trying to be as stealthy as possible. I'm trying to look around and see if I can source any any hard drives, any information, any computer stuff, something that might have storage of information for what I'm seeking to, to deal with. Yeah, so go ahead and make a check, a skill check. Computer operations, I guess, would be... So I don't have that. I might have to, uh, I might actually have to, to come back. So I, I would be unfamiliar with that kind of material or that kind of stuff. Okay. So yeah, I will, uh, I will spend my time looking around as haplessly as I can. I'll just make a roll because I know I'm going to fail. Yeah, and you did. <laughs> yep, 100%. Uh, and after, after on my next turn, I'll come back and do the rest. Okay, Phoenix Fist, that takes us to you. Anything left you'd like to do in this lab? Yeah, I'm going to look for anything that stands out. Anything. Okay, make a perception check for me or an intelligence roll. Whatever you feel is going to work better for you. Yeah, perception. <laughs> <laughs> so that, you decided to do a perception. You don't really find anything. Everything's digital and on computers. So uh, as a lab, it's supposed to be kept immaculate, and it certainly is, other than the mudroom, which is kind of a war zone at this point. You don't really see anything. Right on. Yeah, I'll just kind of look at everyone who was in the melee and say, well, it looks like uh, this is the beginnings of uh, a team that's about to kick ass on these aliens. Have you guys encountered these before? I, and then I look at uh, a guy. Obviously, you've already encountered these people. How the hell did they capture you? Would I be back yet? Yeah, I think you'd be back because you're wandering around aimlessly at this point. Pretty much. I was born and raised in a laboratory and not this one. I have no idea these aliens that you speak of and I don't know that I would even care. I just seek to make sure that right now the research used to create me could not be used to create any others. And with that, he will go back to searching for, for computer, uh, basically computer hardware devices, stuff like that, even though he has no idea what he's really looking for. Yeah. I mean, you'll see various pieces of equipment. It's all sort of related. You don't know what really does what though. Yeah, absolutely. Jack, is there anything you'd like to do? Well, have I noticed Thunder Monkey return? Yeah, you did. So basically I just sort of approach him and kind of want to compare notes about where he came from and sort of just confirm that he is one of the overdriven like myself. And so I would, I'd approach Thunder Monkey cautiously so that he doesn't, you know, because he seems to be skittish and I'd ask him, hey, do you know how you got here? I don't. I was the last I remember. I was in my, I was in my labs, in STEM labs, and that is all I remember. Then I woke up in that pathetic little box. I think the material must be Lexan or high strength polycarbonates. And you can kind of see that he, he he's using words that he's heard them use and he kind of understands a little bit about it, but he doesn't know exactly what they are. And he kind of looks at you and says, other than that, I know next to nothing of this Nova Labs or being driven over or overdriven or whatever it is you speak of. What what do you mean by overdriven? 
driven. What do you mean by that? Well, as you may have noticed, I have abilities beyond the norm. Clearly, you are an enhanced individual. The people that made me referred to the process of enhancing someone as overdriving them. So I look at the other two. Does that mean you two are overdriven as well? And you're referring to Raven and Phoenix, right? Yeah. What's that? I, I look, he asked me if I was overdriven and I, I kind of grasping the concept, putting it all together. He kind of looks at you two. So does that mean you two were overdriven as well? And he points at Raven and Phoenix best. Were you experimented upon? Were you, were you kept in a cage and prodded and nope. hit with tranquilizers for hours? Uh, we'll wrap it up there tonight. Thanks everybody for your time and enjoy Joining me in this craziness, we'll reconvene. I'll post a date. All right, take care, everybody. All right, have a good one. Thanks. Forsworn. Thanks for listening. Spread the word and hero on.